Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and in today's episode, we will be breaking down the Lord's Prayer and how it is more than rote words to recite. These words have enormous depth. Join us today as we learn how this seemingly simple prayer can lead to an abundant prayer life. Let's get started. In Matthew, during Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, right about the middle of that, he talks about how to pray. Yes. And it's the Lord's Prayer, the one that we're all really familiar with and probably all have memorized. But we thought we wanted to break that down and talk about how this prayer is a blueprint for effective prayers. Yes, it really is. Interesting the way that he approaches this prayer. You know, it starts off in verse one and, and one through eight, and Jesus is talking about not to cause what you do to be seen out before men like the hypocrites do, like the religious were doing during that time. In that particular time, the religious people would stand up and they would, you know, give to the poor and they'd ring a bell and they'd, they'd, uh, you know, when they would pray out loud, they had this like almost like a megaphone. They would pray mm-hmm. and they would cause everybody to look at them. And so there was a great divide between the humble, the people that were the real people that were living life, and these religious people. And there was no way for the humble people to ever become that, right? So there was this great divide. And so God doesn't want that to be the case. He wants us, because we are now the representatives of Christ. We are the children of God. And he really is concerned about us not trying to make ourselves look bigger than we are. And so he says, don't do that. He says, when you come to the Lord. You're talking about Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 is what you were talking about there. And then it comes in after that with the Lord's prayer. He mentions uh, that you come to the Father in the secret place. And I find that that's in uh, verse Mm 6. And I find that to be really, really an interesting statement because each one of us, we really need to seek the Lord in a secret place, in that place that's just us and the Lord, and we come to Him and we just we begin to go into. Uh, and I love the format that Jesus gave here. So when we start, let's start with verse nine. It says, "What in this manner, therefore, pray." And Diane, you want to just start and go ahead and read. Go ahead and read verse nine. And. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. I know it probably sounds a little bit different in each version, but I just wanted to kind of clarify Mm -hmm. that. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So our Father in heaven, you know, heaven, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So through Jesus, through his shed blood, each one of us now has the opportunity, the ability, the privilege of knowing the Father, our Father in heaven, Through the blood of Jesus, we've been called the children of God. And so we now have this relationship with him. That's why 
He, I love the word when it talks about that secret place. Each one of us needs to spend time before the Lord in our secret place. And isn't that first part, our Father in heaven, or, you know, in the old, we all know it is our Father who art in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. It's taking that first part of our prayer time and acknowledging him and his holiness, right? Yes. How, how magnificent he is. He's the mm-hmm. creator of heaven all things, earth. of yeah. heaven and earth. I mean, it is so easy to just look out the window, to look out at life and just go, how unbelievable and how magnificent you are, almighty God. I've said this before, but there's like almost 8 billion people on this planet and how few of them really do have the ability to lift up or do lift up thanksgiving to our father in heaven through the Mm -hmm. love of Jesus that he poured out upon us and gave himself up for us. And now we can know him and appreciate him. It's a magnificent thing that we as human beings have this uncanny ability to be able to just look up and say, Lord, I love you. No other creature on the planet really has this ability to really appreciate him and to Mm -hmm. see him in all of his glory, like we as human beings can and do have that ability. And it's like, what a privilege it is when his Holy Spirit reveals himself to you and you kind of go, whoa, and you stand in awe of how magnificent he is and how wonderful our our heavenly father is and what a great uh, gift he gave us, his grace through Jesus Christ. He poured out his grace and gave us Jesus Christ that we might have our sins wiped away so that our conscience can be set free so that we could come boldly to the throne room of God and have his peace around us. And acknowledging him for all of that in the beginning of our time of prayer yeah. is pretty awesome. It is. And you know, it never grows old. Mm-mm. It never grows old. Well, every think about morning. all the angels in heaven that are, you know, night and day, they're, they're doing just that, mm-hmm. you know, around it's the true. throne of God. Isaiah chapter yeah. six, it says, they cried, holy, holy, holy is the yes. Lord God Almighty. The whole yes. earth is full of his glory. Yeah. It's kind of like what well, we're talking there, about. Yes. Uh-huh. And so it's like, it's what a, a wonderful picture. And, you know, the Bible says that, that God inhabits the praises of his people. So if you start looking at that, when, when you're before the Lord and you just take time and get in that secret place and you just lift up praise before the throne of God, the Holy Spirit, and just develop this relationship because you can't, you can't come to the throne of God without being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what gives you the vision, the ability to see, to come, to know and experience God is the Holy Spirit. And so develop this personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it comes through praising and glorifying God and magnifying his name. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Set apart. Magnificent is your name. You know, what a great Mm -hmm. picture that is. Your kingdom come. So we see the first part is about the Father. We lift up praise and worship to the Father. But your kingdom come has to do with Jesus establishing his throne, that he conquered the enemy. His kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done. So Jesus lifting lifting up the magnificence of Jesus, lifting that, lifting the Lord Jesus up, 
is how his kingdom, because he's the king, he conquered, he's the conquering king, he conquered the enemy, the Bible says in Colossians, he said that he made a public spectacle of the enemy, triumphing over him in it. And so Jesus is the king, your kingdom come, your will be done. When it says your kingdom come, that's Jesus magnifying the mighty name of Jesus your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the Holy Spirit is how things get done is through the power empowering of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Your will be done. And that happens being done through us on earth as it is in heaven. So what a magnificent picture. His will, not our will. Exactly It's right. kind of the point. Mm-hmm. It's yes. really true. And I think this learning how to pray this, we're going to see as we go through this, it's really focusing the attention on God and not on ourselves. Yes. And, you know, I think it's, um, this is a little pause here. I think it's easy when we're praying to pray for things that are our will, Mm -hmm. as opposed to asking him for his will to be done through us. Yes, and the, notice the sequence. First, mm-hmm. it is all about magnifying God and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then, you know, when it says, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's talking about that the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ be in our hearts and that He lives and victorious life in us. His love and His light shines through us so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we surrender to him, it causes his will. He does through us his will on earth, around us, the world that we live in, your home, your life that you live in with your children and your work environments. When you lift this prayer up before the throne of God and you lay your life down and surrender to him and allow his Holy Spirit to Uh, be magnified inside of you and through you throughout the day, you will find glorious things happen in your your behalf because he's causing things to happen for you and through you. And it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful picture. It's the first little section here is about us lifting up the praise of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then it comes to notice what happens. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. All of a sudden, and then we can uh, enter in a request for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So give us this day. Having established the fact that we acknowledge him and his, our need for his will. Yes. Yes. And it's about our need. Then we can lift up our need. Give us this day our daily bread. And notice that it says this day. Now, let's let's look at verse 34, the same chapter. 634? hmm Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's talking about this whole chapter. And Jesus, the theme here is that, look, just, just think about today. Just Mm -hmm. surrender to me today. Mm -hmm. I've got this. Today is the day that I will supply your needs. I will be here for you. Don't think about tomorrow and worry about tomorrow. Don't think about the future because you're in his hands. And so we just rest in him today. So give us this day our daily bread. And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, it's interesting that now he's talking about our failures, right? Forgive us our debts. Forgive forgive our failures 
and our relationships with others. So, so what is important here is that the Lord is establishing that we have uh, a healed relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ, that our relationships are pure and holy. One of the most important things is uh, he talks about is in Ephesians chapter 4, is that correct? Verse 3, mm-hmm. endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Yes. So the most important thing in our relationship in Christ, the body of Christ, is that we maintain the spirit of peace, that we endeavor, because that is the ligaments that holds the, the body together, peace, the love of Christ through us for one another and in you know being with one another. So first he's saying, forgive me of my shortcomings, my failures. What does it say there? And forgive us our debts, mm-hmm. right? As we forgive our debtors. So he's, it's really about me, forgive me of my debts, of my shortcomings, looking at me, Lord, heal me, cause me to become that shining light of truth, forgive me. And, and as I forgive those around me, I, I don't harbor bitterness. I I'll let the light of Christ shine through me so that his love can go forth and so that I don't have any kind of anything that's going to cause this to not be in harmony. Well, forgiveness is a big deal. It is. Because I think there's, you know, a lot of people who have people in their life that they truly need to, you know, release and and forgive. It's really true. Because it can can cause a lot of issues. It really can. It kind of becomes... Unforgiveness, you know. Becomes a cancer. And one of the things to remember is that, you know, Jesus is the one that forgave us of of something that we couldn't we couldn't be forgiven for we couldn't forgive ourselves we i mean we could mm-hmm. not be set free he forgave us and opened a way for us to find eternal life we could never have attained eternal life if it wasn't for his forgiving us and so he forgave us of something that we couldn't we could never attain eternal life we could never the bible says um for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. There was no way for us to bridge that gap to the throne of God except for through Jesus Christ. And so he forgave us. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. All of us needed the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So he forgave us. The point is that that is really the only thing that matters is our relationship with him because that is really where the love of God can come in and fulfill us as human beings that he designed us to inhabit him his presence inside of us he doesn't want us to have unforgiveness and bitterness and strife and anger and all of those things that are produced from an unforgiving spirit you know he wants us to be whole and be complete in him so that the light of his truth can shine forth through us and actually his truth will manifest healing um in a way that is not attainable any other way either and so that truth becomes a power that brings healing a healing salve to to cause us to be healed in areas if we surrender to his truth and his love and his light and so it shines light into areas sometimes it's not pleasant, but what it is is it's areas so that we need to surrender those areas to him and allow him to bring healing into those areas. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I have a question about the first part of verse 13 
and do not lead us into temptation. Good question. Because I feel like what the way what that could be what people could think that that was implying that God actually leads us into temptation and we know from James 1:3 that that's not the case. Right. And it so is can not you the case. Clarify. Yeah, let's look at that from the New Living Translation, verse 13 and I'm going to read it and it says and don't let us yield to temptation. Oh, that is so much more logical. Yes. Knowing what the entire word says about God. Right. And it says, but rescue us from the evil one, right? That is great. I want rescue from the evil one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Of course we do. And that's what <laughs> under the blood of Jesus, we are rescued. We are set free. Okay. And so great, we, great, great. we ask the Lord to help us not to yield. So, you know, the Lord has given us the authority to be his children. So as we surrender to him, we're empowered by his Holy Spirit. So we want to surrender to him. We want to keep the bond of peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We want to live a life that is full of the love of Christ. And we ask the Lord not to let us yield to temptation so that we stay pure and holy in him. The power of the blood gave us the ability to conquer the flesh. The flesh is what wars against God. The law was fulfilled because Jesus conquered the flesh. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave us the ability to stand before the throne of God, because through the blood of Jesus, that pure blood, Jesus conquered the flesh. He lived a pure life. His flesh never sinned. So he conquered the flesh. So his blood now is shed. His blood is pure and powerful. And that gives us the ability, when you recognize the power of the blood of Jesus, his blood is now able to cause us in our spirit to be set free from the bondage of our flesh. So he can deliver us. We are free from temptation so that he can keep us from yielding to temptation. He mm -hmm. can cause us to be set free from that. Sin has no power on us ever again. Which right there delivers us from the Exactly. Evil yeah. So there it is. There is the power of the blood of Jesus that's over our life. He sealed us by his blood. We are now sealed. He mm -hmm. has broken the flesh off of us. We do not have to be in bondage to it anymore. So, and do not let us go into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, right? He's delivered us just like I'm just now talking about, right? Mm -hmm. He set us free. Mm -hmm. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So this is really powerful. The kingdom, let's look at one thing on about the kingdom, right? And it's uh, Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. I wanted to bring that up because Jesus is the king, mm -hmm. and he's the king of the kingdom of heaven. So in this particular case, what he's showing us is when the kingdom of heaven is present, what happens? The kingdom of heaven is from eternity, right? The kingdom of heaven is resembles the future kingdom of heaven, but it's actually the kingdom of heaven now. That is, when your kingdom come, like we talked about, the Holy Spirit moves through us and empowers us. But what happened when the kingdom of heaven, there is no sickness in the kingdom of heaven. There's no disease in the kingdom of heaven. There is no uh, negativity in the kingdom of heaven, the bond of peace in the love of God. He wants mm -hmm. us to keep that so that his will can be done on earth and through our lives. Mm -hmm. There's a special prayer here that this is, this is kind of giving us this place of 
fellowshipping in him, the closer you draw to the Lord, the more you surrender your life to him and allow his Holy Spirit to move through you and surrender your flesh so that His your flesh has no hold on you anymore. The more that happens, the more the glory of God is going to be able to flow through your life and you're going to be able to experience life, the Bible says, exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. It has everything to do with the more that you celebrate in yourself, in your being, the the victory of Jesus Christ, that my flesh is not held in bondage to to the sin and all of the sin nature and all of the ugliness of this world. I'm no longer held in bondage to all the bitterness, maybe something that was done to me. I can set it, I can be set free from that, from just forgiving so that the blood of Jesus, I'm forgiven and he's given me the ability to forgive because things on this earth really don't matter anymore. The thing, the thing that matters is our eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. And it goes on in chapter 14, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Exactly. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So that shows the importance of forgiveness, not only for our, you know, for releasing that um, from us, you know, but because of our relationship with him. It is, and isn't that interesting because that uh, fulfills all of the law and the prophecies fulfilled that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. You let the love of Christ, he is so concerned about our relationship with one another. It is Mm -hmm. so important to him that we are bonded together in the bond of peace. And that we're forgiving people so that he can, you know, come, we can go to him with that pure heart of forgiveness. Yes. And just love him. And with thanksgiving, come before your throne with thanksgiving. You know, we want to lift up a heart of praise. You know, I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who healed and restored my soul from destruction. That's Psalms 103. And it's Mm -hmm. just an amazing passage to begin to just recognize that my goodness, we have a relationship with Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. Hallowed be thy name. It becomes a lifestyle of prayer and praise and thanksgiving before the throne of God in our relationships with one another. We should always let Christ be at the forefront. Our discussions should always let Christ be at the forefront. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The world needs Jesus. The world needs us to walk in the power of his glory and let the light of his truth shine in a way that is just incomprehensible. We've yet to tap into what God wants to do through us on this earth. And he wants us to come together in the unity and the bond of peace so that his light can shine through us and that his glory can be manifested on this earth as it is in heaven. We love you so much. We hope that this has been inspiring to you. And we thank you so much for being with us. And we just love you guys. And thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode.